everybody. Welcome to the Macaw Podcast Universe. The Meow Podcast Universe. The Meow Podcast Universe. <laughs> this is the podcast that exists to prove people wrong. When they say... Equals. Are never better than the originals. And here we are. We're going back to the third series that we ever covered. Yeah. Which is Shrek. And, and it's been tw- 11 years since the last Shrek I thought, thing. I thought I did not know it was that long. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Um I'm kind of confused. I well, I guess we won't get into it quite yet. But uh yes, it's Puss in Boots the Last Wish. It's our final episode of the year and we have my sister Rebecca McCaw on this episode. Hello. Hi. <laughs> For your triumphant return back to the main feed. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, so why don't you tell us what you think about Puss in Boots in general, Rebecca? I thought it was awesome. No, like, no, 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 Puss in Boots in the, general. What, like not, the character? Yeah, not or, this movie. Okay, okay, the character, the character, sorry. Uh, I love Puss in Boots. He's just so much fun. Yeah. And I love Antonio Banderas, mm-hmm. and I just think that he is so great <laughs> as Puss in Boots. And so it's a, it's a favorite for me yeah do, do you, so do you watch the other one often or, or anything like that no i actually have not seen it since the theaters but i remember liking it mm-hmm. okay okay so um yeah so this is our first time watching the movie obviously yeah and uh it's good i liked it it was cute and fun i had a really hard time not falling asleep I had a weird theater experience. I had to see it by myself because of scheduling conflicts. Uh, we're recording this around Christmas, and the plan was all three of us would go see it together. Right. For fun. I mean, for the podcast, but for fun. But then, because of the business of the holidays, I had to see it earlier, so I saw it by myself, which was nice. I hadn't seen a movie by myself in a long time. <laughs> and it was full of kids, which is like, as listeners know, that's what I want from a yeah. kid's movie. Uh-huh. And, man, they were rowdy and really into it and into like most of the trailers. Um, and I, I kind of found it humbling a little bit to like the, the, the kids reactions to things. Cause I, it played the DreamWorks opening sequence yeah. and it shows all the big DreamWorks. It's movies. their new, it's their new logo. Yeah. Which I think is good. It's I like a good it. one. I like how they did it, but not all of those franchises on there are ones that are special to me uh-huh. or what, like I've seen most of them and they're like, yeah, they're cool. I don't really care about them. Mm-hmm. And it was just so cute as it's zooming through and uh, you hear a kid go Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. And then another kid like, Oh my gosh, it's how to train your dragon. <laughs> and then, what I mean by humbling, it's like, even if I don't really care about it, cause sometimes it's easy to get into a mode of like, Oh, that's just like a bad animated movie. And it's like, well, it's not to a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and I, I like those two movies. I haven't seen all of all of them, but right. Um, it was just so cute. And then kind of throughout the movie, the kids were so cute, but then, also, I you know the movie starts starts very strong, uh-huh. and a good fifteen minutes into the movie, I I see the this older couple just walking so slowly up the stairs, oh. and I'm just like, please don't come over here, please don't come over here, uh, because they were just ha- because it was a dark theater, they couldn't figure out where they were sitting, yeah, and f- sure enough, <laughs> they stand right in front <laughs> of me, and the lady's like, I can't see the seat numbers. oh no i know i'm in the right seat so i'm like not even acknowledging right right right. they'll figure it out 
Yeah. And the the lady who was supposed to sit next to me who de- who didn't for space knew. Like, I'm in your seat. I'm coming over to my seat right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just yeah. took so long. It <laughs> took so long for them to get there. And it was like, anyone can see any movie they want, whatever. Even though, you know, this is an animated movie. You generally think it's for kids. But, I mean, yeah. I was the uh, a single adult there right, to right. see it. Um, but I was just, it was hard not to think, like, what are these older people doing? doing? <laughs> Wanting to come see the new Puss in Boots movie and they're 15 minutes late? And I'm not meaning trailer late, movie late. Oh, gee. Like, they yeah. probably just decided to see this movie. It was so funny. It was probably just a classic, like, that seems cute, yeah. right? Let's just watch that. Like, our grandkids probably will like this one. Yeah. Probably. But then, <laughs> then okay, we're, like, halfway through the movie, the characters get to the, the dark forest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I was nodding off for a for the oh whole no. that whole chunk of the movie, and that movie's not boring. No, it it's isn't. a fun time, and that movie just goes. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I think it was a dark room. I I think the theaters have been too warm lately because when we saw Glass Onion, I was also fighting sleep, and it was yeah. a, it was an oven in there. Glass Onion was why. hot. Yeah, I was. It was really putting me to sleep, and I think that's why. So I, uh-huh. I remember everything. But oh my gosh, I was seriously like nervous that I was going to like my head was going to fall over like on the lady's shoulder. Yeah, yeah. But have you ever bad. been in a theater that's too cold? I would rather be in a theater that's too cold because oh. I come prepared. Oh, yeah. I always come and we got the seat warmers, so you can just hit those. Yeah, but that's only if it's that theater. If you're at another theater and it's too cold, man, it can be miserable. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would go cold over hot any day. Oh, I, yeah. I would much I would rather too. go hot over cold. Yeah, because you get tired, and then if you're like if you're sitting there sweating on a leather seat, yeah, that's bad. I can't yeah, that's turn. True. That's I can't bad. turn the seat warmers on no, year round because it'll put me to sleep. Yeah. So at one point in the movie, I was like, "Is my seat warmer on?" <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't. And I'm like, man, I don't think I'm gonna make it through this movie. Oh man. So then you and I went and saw it. Yeah. Later that evening. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't remember there being a lot of kids. I remember there being some, but. Well, no, there was like an entire family next to us. And then there was like two rows ahead of us that were like full. Okay. We just, I just totally missed it. <laughs> yeah. There were, there were a lot of kids there, Um, which I was kind of surprised that I felt like people weren't reacting to the movie that heavily. Really? Yeah. Compared to what you said. That's excitable crowd. I it, I didn't get you know sometimes you get that impression where like people don't like yeah. what you're watching. I didn't get that impression. Yeah. But. Well, and we both had adults on either side of us that were fairly yeah. disruptive. Like I, the guy next to me was yeah. on his phone. Oh yeah, one of those. And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And he wouldn't turn his phone off either. It went off three or four times. Yeah. I was I was surprised because the to my right was like a three people, and I think it was like the teenage daughter took her younger siblings. But oh. one of the younger siblings, he was like, you know, maybe like 14 or whatever. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you'd think kind of like, oh, he's too too cool for this movie. He that was into kid it. That kid was locked into this movie. Nice. And then the lady sitting next to me, you know, because she's a mom. Yeah. I, I may have been to other movies where parents are obviously there for their kids and they're yeah. on their phone the whole time. She, this lady was also locked in and her daughter kept like turning to her and saying stuff. Uh-huh. Man, it was cute. This guy was on That's his phone good. texting. This guy was answering the phone and talking on Gosh. the phone. I was like, are you kidding me right now? I, I was so, I really wanted to grab his phone and turn it off. 
Yeah. That, Out that'd of be his like, hand. That'd be like if you were sitting next to someone at a movie and they were watching another movie at that movie. I know. It was so rude. <laughs> he did it twice, too. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the people next to me talked the whole movie. Kind oh. of kind of loud. Dang. Yeah, they were because I could hear them a little they bit. They kind of yeah. Not so they, they sort the of sucked. Well, they were like, it was weird because they seemed like they were like eighteen or nineteen. It was, it, I think it was a couple, and they just, I think they were into it because when one of them went to the bathroom, then the next person explained everything they missed. Yeah. But explaining it at this volume where you're talking like this. Oh, and it's like, you're not even whispering. What yeah. are you doing? And yeah. like, wrap it up. Don't explain every shot. Just yeah. say like, puss went here. Boots went there. The wish went there. <laughs> yeah. That's Do all we need to know. Do you appreciate when I tell you things you've missed when you go to the bathroom? You're pretty good and quick at it. Yeah. Okay, cool. I try to be as succinct and fast as possible. Yeah. yeah. But, but I assume but, that you would like to know what you miss. But guess what? I don't go to the bathroom anymore during movies. Not very often. It's only happened like three times this whole year. Yeah. And, and two times it was with a movie I'd already seen. Oh, so I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom again. During the Avatar movie, went three or four times. I mean, that's that's okay. It's a long movie. Yeah. He did it in the first half hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, I got to go to the bathroom again. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> it's going to be like this the whole movie. <laughs> well, I want to talk about something that we saw when we were there. And that was a trailer called Transformers Rise of the Beast. Oh, yeah. no. This Let's just not talk movie about it. has... So I, I recently I feel heard an episode for, of... Okay. I think it was Comedy Bang Bang where Scott yeah. Ackerman said it was, might have been this week, like on yeah. the best of, yeah. Where Scott Ackerman said it was. he was given like a script to write Transformers you, and, before Transformers had come out. Yeah, and he he thought like, oh yeah, the only way to do this is like a very is like a comedy. Yeah, and and so when he saw the movie that came out, he was just shocked because mm-hmm. it was like, no, this is dead serious. But how can it be dead serious? It's robot cars. Mm-hmm. Like, how in the world is this so serious? And I was just, that was echoing through my head as I'm seeing a gorilla <laughs> transformer. A bad gorilla. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The effects were crazy Did Bumblebee make money or something? It did not make money very then much. Then why are they making more movies? I don't know. It, because I'm starting are... to feel bad for anyone I see that's in a Transformers movie. So the guy yeah. that, the In the Heights guy that's in it, it's like, wrong move on your part. Oh, yeah. Not, I know. I don't and think I it's felt like move. he was getting some good stuff recently. Yeah. I think if you're in a Lin-Manuel movie... Your next thing should be, a, a, you know, also pretty good. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but uh, I yeah. don't know, man. Yeah. It it was just it was just truly a travesty to to look at, and and I turned to you, and I said that I I think I mean I already we've talked about this like ad nauseum in in this yeah. podcast, but I'm just like. James Cameron ruined blockbusters because Avatar is so full of color and it looks so good and it's so. Like mm-hmm. even if you don't like the movie, you cannot dispute that it looks Couldn't amazing. You also argue, but wait, well, uh, what? that Michael Bay also ruined blockbusters because of Transformers. Yes, and I'm not even saying Transformers is good. Well, okay, wait, po- uh, put a button <laughs> in that because I'm just saying when I looked at this, I'm like, again, this is another put a blockbuster that. that looks that looks just bad. actually looks terrible. I know. But I don't. I I think yes, you can argue that about Michael Bay. But the, but you know what? At the end of the day, he always makes movies that are actually visually 
interesting to look at. Even the Transformer yeah, Patrick movies. Willems, we know. But why do so many people feel like movies are better if they look darker? Like, why is that the aesthetic I, I for think it's most a, movies now? I think, well, I mean, I, I think it all, a lot of it can go back to The Dark Knight, unfortunately, which we bring up all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I, I think, and that, the cinematography of those movies are great. Which well, because we also it's bring supposed up. to be that way, but, but I, every I think aesthetic doesn't have to. The darker you make it, it, I think it's like almost like a, a template that cinematographers or color grading people are using now that yeah. it's like, it's dramatic. I, I truly it. think that the more that we're looking at this stuff and talking about it, I think the reason everything is so dark and flat is, is because I think, and we've talked about this on the podcast a lot. <laughs> I, I think it's because that lighting in the past 20 years has died in, in yeah. movies because yeah. they want to be there. There's such a reliance on special effects, even stuff that doesn't look like it'd be a special effect, like yeah. sitting at a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times the background is green screen. It's on a stage. Mm-hmm. And, and so they light everything flat so that last minute they can be like, Oh, let's make this coffee shop look different or let's put a potted plant behind them or something. And yeah. And so I think they just light everything totally flat. Because with Harry Potter, the aesthetic of that, that is the thing that I don't like about those movies, which is why I don't watch them. Because oh, I, I th- disagree with I that. like the movies are good, but I don't like that it's not as light as I think, or colorful as I think it should be. I disagree, but yeah. 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 I think they look great. Yeah, I think I think that's before, that's before at least what I'm saying. Because they still like yeah. lit yeah. in those yeah. movies, yeah. and there's like sets. And- I just feel like it should be even more colorful and more... I don't know, more colorful. I don't yeah. like the English aesthetic very much, though, like in most movies and most films. And I think because it's so much colder, because it's like the cobblestone on everything yeah. and the, the like stone looking stuff. Yeah. And then usually a little darker, rainier, boring. Yeah. 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 Well, let's talk about Puss in Boots. <laughs> yes. It is directed by Joel Crawford, who did Crude's A New Age, and he is. He was a story artist on B movie Kung Fu Panda Shrek Four, amongst so he's many been others. In animation oh, game for that a while. makes a lot of sense yeah. because there was a lot of Kung Fu Panda ish things in this film. Yeah, which I, I, I'm yeah. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to the Kung Fu Panda. Of Remember, Kung Fu Panda came out before Spider Verse. I know, but I'm gonna. <laughs> I actually did a little research. So oh, okay, uh, and then it's co-directed by. Januel Mercado, who's art department for a lot of movies. Cool. Which is weird. They're not listed as a co-director except on IMDb. That's weird. Uh, mm-hmm. The screenplay is by Paul Fisher, who did the Ninjago movie, Crude's A New Age. Uh, screenplay also by Tommy Swerdlow, who did Cool Runnings, Snow Dogs, and the new Grinch movie. Cool Runnings. Oh my gosh, that's an old movie. Yeah. That's a good one. And then the story is Tommy and then also Tom Wheeler, who co-wrote Puss in Boots, the first, the, the first one, and the Lego Ninjago movie. The music is by Hater. What is, um, oh, what is the, where are the Lego movies from? Where are they from? Like, what studio? Oh, uh, what studio is it? Is it Sony? I have no, no I idea. Don't I don't know what studio it is. Hmm. It's not Disney. It's not... I mean, that definitely would have been in the opening... I don't think it's Illumination either. No. No, it's not Illumination. It might be Sony. Okay. I'm only thinking that because I know Phil Lord and Chris Miller are involved, and they do Spider-Verse with Sony. So Didn't they do Lego Movie? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. I feel like Sony would be the most likely because Sony and uh, 
electronics uh gaming stuff is more like oh like maybe they oh, own sure. the video games too yeah. or something yeah so they have because they have a lot of lego video I, games i guess i would i would like to know so i'm gonna look it up <laughs> and you keep talking okay um and then the music is by hater Pe- Pereira, who did spy kids curious george despicable me angry birds movie oh despicable me has a good soundtrack yeah, and I, I thought the score to this movie was really good. Yeah, I thought it was great. It, it, it straddled the line of the Western and then yeah. had some fantasy stuff, which is nice. And I was, something that kind of blew my mind is the next series that we're covering is the Dollars Trilogy. And it's wild that we ended Nightmare on Elm Street, then we're doing this like sort of Western, and then next week it's three weeks of Western. So it's kind of oh. like a perfect bridge to like go to something else. Yeah. I didn't think that that sort of thing would happen. Well, it kind of worked out nice wise. It's magic. It's magic. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Jordan? Can you find these things on IMDb? Not really. That's one thing I don't like. But uh, if you, I, I, I see production companies Warner Animation Group, Lynn Pictures, Lego System, AS, and others. Oh, I think Warner Animation Group would okay. be the one. But oh, okay. I'll, I can double check on uh, Letterbox because. They have they have a section for studio, so it is it is Warner. Okay, and so they they also did Scoob, DC League of Super Pets. Oh, the new Tom and Jerry movie. Jeez, they they should stop. There's Space a Jam new... Legacy. Oh yuck! <laughs> um, just because you own it doesn't mean you got to make a movie about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, nowhere does that shine as brightly as <laughs> Space Jam: A New Legacy. Um. So, the movie has a ninety million dollar budget. Okay, that's pretty um, good. And uh, so, since two thousand twelve, they've been trying to make this movie. Really? Yeah. Um, wow. Guillermo del Toro. I don't know if he still is, but at one point he was the executive producer of this movie. Wow. Huh. And uh, Chris Miller, not the Phil and Miller, but the other Chris Miller who directed Puss in Boots. Yeah. Um, he he was working on a screenplay. In 2014, Antonio Banderas said the sequel had begun production. And then in 2014, the movie was titled Puss in Boots 2, Nine Lives and 40 Thieves. And then in 2015, Banderas said the script was being reconstructed and Shrek might be in the movie. Okay. Oh. And I think a long time ago, we talked about how they were bouncing around having a Shrek 5. Yeah. And I think... I think at the time we were recording, it was supposed to come out in like 2020 or 2019. Yeah. But there's still not a Shrek movie. Yeah. Although, spoiler alert, folks, this movie tees it up at the end. Yeah. And I think that... I think it's a soft tee, which is good. Yeah. It's like if this movie fails, it's fine. Yeah. But if the movie succeeds, then like in a month Shrek or two... five. They can be like... Will be announced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But since it's animated, they're probably already working on I it. I mean, yeah. You can't just like decide based on one movie's performance all the time. Right. But Yeah. Um, and then in 2018, the Illumination founder and CEO, Chris Melodandri, um, was brought on as an executive producer, uh, for Shrek 5, which hasn't happened yet, and Puss in Boots 2. And then in February of 2019, Bob Persichetti, who is one of the co-directors on Spider-Verse. Okay. Brought on to direct the movie. Dang, they've gotten through a lot. Yeah. Um, and so... Then in August 19th, 2020, they announced the actual title, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. 
And then in March of 2021, Joel Crawford replaces Persichetti as director. And then they get going. And then when Bob was getting ready to direct, he specifically said that they were looking to do the Spider-Verse action. Okay, okay. And and I went on because you you had mentioned afterward cuz so so you came home, I'm pointing at Jordan listener, yeah. and you said, yeah. "Oh my gosh, there's so much like Spider-Verse-esque action. Like without that, this movie doesn't happen." Like well, in the way Well, not happen, it just might not look this way. That's what I meant. Um and so well, I I was like, "Oh, interesting. I wonder what that's like." And then as we're watching the movie and he's fighting the giant, I was like, "Oh, I know exactly what she means." Cuz there's like the weird frame rate stuff going on. Literally yeah, the, yeah. the comic booky like like the running like lines are behind yeah. him or he takes a step and it's like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah like, yeah. I know all these exactly accents. what you guys are talking about because they do it in Kung Fu Panda three as well to well, a different degree. So, so the, so they're, yeah, they're, they're doing the accents and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And so, so I get out of the theater and I say, Hey, the Spider-Verse thing, you go, no, that's from Kung Fu Panda. I don't think I said no. I was like, oh, I or, Well, think... you said they did it first. You said Kung Fu yeah, Panda Kung did, Fu it Panda did it and first. And then I was just clicking through like last battle scenes in Kung Fu Panda, and I did not see any of that accent stuff. But you also didn't see him moving. If you're just, if you're just, you said you're watching clips or looking at pictures? I was watching clips. Oh, watching and, clips. And just kind of skipping around. I mean, it was a very hack, hackneyed job. Is that an expression? It's something. Yeah. Because I was just clicking around, but I didn't see it, and I just did like Kung Fu Panda Last Battle, Kung Fu Panda Two Last Battle, and then Kung Fu Panda Three Last Battle. Well, uh, so like the splitting of the things into the comic book splits, or like the anime splits kind of things, is oh, what yeah. I was talking about. And then switching from the like three D looking animation to the flat animation. Oh, okay. Is what I was talking about. Okay, yeah. I think yeah, I think I did see like one of those things, but. And especially when the action, like in Kung Fu Panda, there would be a part where like Mantis would be coming to punch him and it would like stop and then turn it into like a sheet. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Look. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, I'm, that was just cursory. Cause I was just curious, especially after reading that they were like looking at Spider-Verse, you know, mm-hmm. but I think, I think the thing I noticed with this movie is they did that, that Spider-Verse action where not only do you have the accent lines, but you have the characters moving in in like different frames than the rest of the stuff. Which yeah, I, yeah. I don't think they do that in Kung Fu. No, Panda. I don't think so. I think um, we were talking about two different things. Yeah. So <laughs> the other thing too is um, the wolf was very much like uh, Kai, Master Kai from Kung Fu Panda Three, because okay. he had the you know how he did the especially the parts where he split the scythe scythes and and threw them on the ground and was, uh-huh. like, doing that thing. Kai does that exact thing with his jade blades oh, into okay. the ground and comes after him. And I was like, it, it's, it was almost like a carbon copy of Kai, Master Kai, which is, like, a very terrifying character. And I think for the, the wolf, they made him legitimately terrifying in yeah. this movie. And it was you were, you were wonderful. Crying. I heard you crying whenever he showed up. I not cry. He was, I like, loved tears him. Were I thought down. he was fantastic. He's just compensating. But <laughs> oh, yeah. whatever. He was so scared. Yeah. No. She grabbed my arm. I have, like, I have like marks in my arm from her acrylic nails. You were holding on so tightly. <laughs> You're such a liar. So, but, He's uh, lying to you, audience. You can either believe the host of the show or some guest. Hmm. So I wasn't there. I can't comment. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's 
it's funny too though because uh, you know at like any anytime you talk about where something ca- came from we we talk about this so much too where it's like oh it came from this thing but then it's really like well it's actually like samurai cinema yeah. or it's martial yeah. arts cinema because then when we were discussing it it was like oh i guess it's kind of both spider-verse and this owe a lot to just anime in general yeah, you know yeah, so it's like it really does you have to go further than american animation which is what kung fu panda was trying to do they were trying to emulate right. some yeah, of kung that kung fu because panda being kung yeah. Fu. yeah so um, well wow wait till next week when micah says when i say this like the whole three episodes this is where this began oh this is such a this <laughs> thing oh my gosh now i get why this is a thing did you do that or are you making a joke right now in the dollar trilogy yeah we did that like the whole time oh okay yeah <laughs> i just and we talked about Django every episode we did do that and, and the hateful just like and quentin tarantino <laughs> mixing a whole bunch of things to create something new too uh-huh. is kind of fun yeah like there it's like paying homage to mm-hmm. wherever it originated from but then also creating something fun and different and creative for all of us yeah yeah, I, I like, love it. Big yeah, fan. I like it. Well, do you want to talk about some actors? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Have we covered Florence Pugh? Yeah, we did because of Black Widow. Black Widow. Um, obviously, we've talked about Antonio. We've talked about Salma. We've not talked about Harvey Guillen, Guillen mm-hmm. um, who plays Guillermo and what we do in the shadows. And he did a really fun job. I yeah, the whole movie I couldn't figure out who it was and it was driving me nuts. I I remembered halfway through because I had looked at the cast list. Um, yeah. not the whole one though because I had some fun surprises for me. Yeah, <laughs> but he was so, he was he did a really great job. Yeah, he was great, and I, I'm happy that he got to do this because I've only seen him in what we do in the shadows, and I think he's excellent, and I want to see him in more things. So yeah. he's so funny. You yeah. you mentioned a CBB thing. Yep. And and I didn't clock you it. You did how how was that possible? Well well I I I looked at the cast afterward, but but you said it's two people and you were hoping that it'll be another person. And all I heard was no. Betsy Sidero. Nope, that's not what I said. And it's Betsy Sidero. How you how dare you say her oh, name? Man, I'm in trouble. <laughs> so what I was said was Okay, also, uh, okay, so Betsy Sidaro's in this movie. She's a comedy bang bang person, also just a hilarious comedian and improviser. I could listen to her voice all day long. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so she she and the other person who got the the map to the star yeah. and brought it to the John Mulaney person. Yeah. Um, so the first person who spoke, I thought, that sounds like Betsy. Yeah. That's interesting. I wonder if it's her. And then the next person spoke and it was Betsy. And that's what I told you. Oh. I never said the, I don't know who the other person was. Okay. So I, I want to try listening next time. <laughs> oh, I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I, that was such a treat for me. Yeah. Um, Wagner. I was, Mo- I think I was just the whole time expecting two comedy bang bang people. So I was like, I, I was well, just John waiting. In it. Well, yeah, that's true. But yeah, I was just, because you were like, you'll know it when you hear it. And so I just misunderstood what you were saying. Yeah. So Which the whole movie, I was expecting something else. To realize that was John Mulaney. Oh, I kept really? going, I know this voice. Oh, man. And the last thing I had seen him in was going and seeing his comedy stand yeah. up. Yeah. And not that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun treat to have him in this movie. It he was. was really he was funny. Good. He I was loved good. it. Um, his character design was my favorite. I could not look away from that character. It was so gross. 
<laughs> I loved him. It was so good. Um, Wagner Mora plays the big bad wolf. Um, he that is, one's my favorite. Yeah, he, yeah, Same. he was so Same. good. Oh. He was in. He is also in Narcos, Elite Squad, Elite Squad Two, um, The Gray Man, and a ton of other. So great. I want more of his voiceover. Uh, yeah, me too. Seriously. Um, and then Ray Winstone plays Papa Bear. Um, he, Who was in Black Widow? So we might have talked about him. Oh, we might have. He's in The Departed. Yeah. Um, Samson Kayo Kayo plays Baby Bear. Um, he's in Our Flag Means Death. Oh, cool. <laughs> Cute show oh. that everyone's everyone loves. Um, he's also in The Bubble. Um, he's in Truth Seekers. So it looks like he's breaking out. Yeah. Good the job, Bubble Samson. is truly an atrocious movie. I did not know that Olivia Coleman was in this movie and, until this very moment. Yeah. Did. That did not I did not clock that voice. Micah didn't either. No, I just, I was just, I, I all, had all of the three bears. I was like, I'll figure this out later. I'm not going to spend the movie trying to figure it out. Yeah. Well, that was when I told him she's in the crown and he was like, she is. Oh <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. For two seasons as the queen. Yeah. Well, I've <laughs> never seen the show. So, uh, <laughs> but, but I, I, I just, this movie was like sort of infuriating in that way where yeah. like the whole time, every, every voice actor, I was like, I know who this is. Like, I think that like is- Ray Winstone, the whole movie, I was like. I know this. I know Winstone. this. He was the, he was the Papa Bear. Oh, okay. And the guy from the yeah. Departed. Another reason and to like, only let voiceover uh, actors do voiceovers. I mean, there does need to be more of that for sure. But I mean, if some if an actor who is an actor does a voice acting gig and does something, give them the job. Like oh yeah, yeah. like Harvey Guillen. I think I said his name wrong. Like he did something. Yeah. yeah. That's great. But I do, I do agree with you. Uh, totally. Because um, then you really do sit there the whole movie going, who is that? Who is that? And you miss parts of it. Yeah. Yeah. As a kid, you don't care. As but a kid. Yeah. But as an adult, when you get to that yeah. age and they do make these movies kind of, uh, for multiple generations yeah. on purpose. Yeah. And it, you get stuck in that. Like, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? Ah, I'm what, what did he just say? Yeah. Have we covered Olivia Coleman? I don't know what don't, we could have possibly covered her. She is one of the best living actresses currently oh, living. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, she is Amazing. in, you know, won an Oscar for the favorite, but is also, I think Oscar nominated for the lost daughter. And she was so good in that movie. Was she nominated? Did she not win? I don't remember her winning. Let's see. Oh, okay. Let's do a quick look. <laughs> she's won, she deserves it. She's won one Oscar, but I think she's won two. She uh, is just amazing. Three Oscars. Nominated yeah. for three Oscars, but it didn't win any. Oh, okay. Because her and Jesse Buckley were both nominated for yes. supporting actress. Oh, no, no, no. Olivia Coleman was leading role. Jesse Buckley was supporting. Yeah. Playing um, the same character. Yeah, that's Good what movie. it is. It was like the first time that's happened in a long time or something. She's sure, won was a couple Emmys, time. though, too. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's great. She's decorated. She's also in The Lobster, <laughs> staged, and just so much more, and... She can't be in enough. Yeah. She's always like a mark of quality. Yeah. You go, okay, I'm going to like this movie. And then and that- her interview, like her, she's one of those that you want to watch all of her interviews too. She's just fabulous. Oh, I think yeah, I've never the- watched her interviews, but oh yeah. I think she's the other great. person who voiced that, the not Betsy Sodaro person, I think that's Artemis from It's Always Sunny. Okay. Because she's in this movie and she's Serpent Sister, and I'm assuming yeah, that's that, what yeah. they were. Yeah. That's fun. Okay, it got even better. Cool. You were right. Which Goldilocks and the three bears in this movie. 
yes, they were amazing. Yeah, they were good. Just the the characters and stuff. I oh, liked yeah. that. Um, and then I can't find them at the moment, but we we looked up this off pod. But the guy who did um, Jiminy Cricket, that was my favorite. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. he was a he only had the one credit. Yeah, right. Yeah, man. Yeah, his voice. Great was Jimmy Stewart so good. impression. <laughs> oh, that yeah. was the best bit of the movie. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's partially why I was like, I know this voice. Wait. Do I know this yeah. voice? Like, yeah, through the whole thing. Oh, Mary! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was perfect for that role too, being the conscience. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, I'm a little nervous about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's dive into the plot, shall we? Okay. Uh, uh, so, spoiler alert: here it comes. Don't keep listening if you want to not know. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! and we're back (laughs) um yeah so so did you feel like any of these actors you you wished it was more voice actory i know you kind of mentioned it i kind of felt like everybody was doing something even though i was stuck I felt Mm -hmm. like they had comedians. You know, Antonio Banderas has, like, a great voice. I would never... Yeah, I I still love him in any voice acting gig. Yeah. Yeah. He just has a perfect voice for it, in my opinion. And and I thought I thought Florence Pugh was good. I mean, I think it, she was doing something. I, yeah, we I talked yeah. about Micah and I talked about this at, on my way out the door to go see the movie. Um, I, I feel like a lot of the times when we have an animated movie, um, the male characters get to do something fun, and then the female yeah. characters are just casted to talk. Yeah. Um. So that I I said that like she'll probably just be get to be british which she doesn't often get to be british whatever like in this movie good for her whatever but it's probably not going to be exciting and then i was i was like pleasantly surprised like she is doing something this is cool so i saw a review and i don't remember it word for word on uh letterbox but when i was reviewing it uh there was somebody that said yeah, pretty much the studio hired Florence Pugh and said, okay, so now how are we going to make the bears like her so much? Because she has such a presence. They need to like, the story needs to be how the bears want her <laughs> in their family. Uh-huh. And so I thought that was a good twist on uh, the, the bears anyway. Like they mm-hmm. wanted her more than she wanted all mm-hmm. of their comfortable oh, things. Yeah. yeah, no, I thought I loved that storyline. It was great. Yeah. I thought I liked everyone's. There was a lot going on in this movie, and I think that they yeah. it was all written well. Yeah. But with her, yeah, I because I, I we Mike, Mike and I just watched the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio movie, which is oh, magnifique. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we d- we didn't find out until we watched the little forty minute special on how the movie was made that Kate Blanchett plays the monkey. And it was such a wonderful thing to find out because it was like, and and she talked about how she wanted to do it because (laughs) she said that she was shooting Nightmare Alley, Guillermo del Toro movie. And she found out that, you know, he, he's making this Pinocchio movie next. And she's like, oh, what can I be a part of it? Because she loves working with him. And he's like, really the only role we have left is this monkey. And she's like, great. I'm in. I want to do it. And she did. She just did like the funniest, weirdest performance. You can't hear Kate. You can't. She is legit. She's the queen. Yeah. So it it, it, it is amazing. That was like just so fun 
it felt like a win yeah. <laughs> for, for ladies or something. Cause I just feel like there's not a lot expected. Like, so with the, the Mario movie coming out, there's a lot of issues with it that I have while it oh, yeah, looks that amazing. Like the, the animation looks so good. Yeah. yeah. And I'll probably see it. Yeah. Um, but I, I got huge issues with casting. Which never, I think everybody never, does. Everybody does. Everybody never is have upset. an issue with Jack Black. He literally can't do anything wrong. He's great. He's doing something, he's too. Do, and he's doing something. But um, He is also great in Kung Fu Panda as yeah, the panda. He you always, don't really pay attention something. to the fact that it's Jack Black. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we're not even going to talk about Chris Pratt. Everyone's talked about that to death. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Uh, Princess Peach is played by Anya Taylor-Joy, and she is not doing a thing. Yeah. And Princess Peach, to me, is... You just gotta... She doesn't do a thing in the game, though, either. I know, but she doesn't doesn't have, like, a... You know, I just don't imagine her having that kind of voice, which I know maybe someone else does, whatever. Like, casting people obviously did. (laughs) They wanted her. But I, I just... It's just, like... We I can't think, let Princess Peach be a little funny and yeah. like sound weird. And I she like, sucks. I that's my least favorite character. I like Anya T- Taylor Joy, but like maybe just stick to the stuff she usually does, or let her do something weird because maybe she wasn't directed. You know, she's yeah, the casted. Yeah. She was casted to to give the performance that she gave. I also didn't like who they picked for Bowser either. Um, Jack Black. No. Yeah. Is that Bowser? Yeah. No, then I'm thinking of a different character. Oh, okay. You're talking about Luigi? Because Luigi kind of yeah. sounds like you know who's a guy Luigi? who's talking. Because he was funny in the trailer. Carly Day. Oh, yeah, that's I why it's funny. Yeah. Well, well it is, but that? it's like he's just doing his voice. But he does have a unique voice, and you hired a comedian. So yeah. that's kind of like my caveat is like. Yeah. But I, we, I do want to. It's definitely Jack Black. (laughs) I know Um, it's just bugging me because it doesn't sound like him. I thought it was a completely different person. He's doing a thing. So I guess it's good. Never mind. (laughs) I revoke that. (laughs) But um, yeah, he, I do just want to say it's just funny. I know everybody's heard this, but it's just hilarious that they announced the casting and they say Chris Pratt is being Mario. And then everyone's like, what are you talking about? Like, that's crazy. And then, and then the studio or the director or some, the writer or someone says, don't worry, he has like a take. And then you listen to it and it's him being like, Hey everybody, it's me, Chris Pratt. Woohoo. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, let's, he has like, I think he's going to have like 10 words that he says. Like Mario. He's obviously still getting copious amounts of work. Yeah. Cause he was just in that Amazon show terminal list or whatever. And like, but no one likes him. People, yeah, like he's he he's bullied, got he's he out of his goodwill constantly on the internet. Yeah, and um, it, it's just it's like for me, he's great as Peter Quill. I'll watch him be Peter Quill for, till the day I die. That's uh-huh. great, and be Andy from Parks and Rec till the day I die. Yeah, but like it, it's just so silly that it's like no one likes him, and you made him Mario. Yeah, it's Whoever crazy. cast it is like not plugged in. You know, just PR, just that simple stuff. It's like yeah. don't don't cast him. We're talking a lot about Mario. I know. I know. It's just interesting. And and yeah, Pratt, I mean, we've talked about Pratt, especially yeah. in our Jurassic World yeah. thing. But he's just, I think he's got it in him. He's just totally been miscast for the last, like, ever since Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, like, I, I love him still. But yeah, I think he is miscast a lot. 
Because now he's like, I got to be serious and stoic. And it's, it's like, like, you no. don't have to be, though. No one's asking no, you. No, you, you don't. Be. Yeah. Well, apparently directors are. Well, directors are. But, like, <laughs> is anyone watching Terminalist? I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't even know about it. <laughs> it's an Amazon show. It means our dad has heard about it. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you watched um, Tin Bucket or whatever? It's like, no. I'm not, I don't know what that is. And I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the movie begins. Yeah. And uh we got our boy Puss. And he is partying at a mansion. The True animation's cool. Yeah. Right off the totally. bat. When I saw the like, you know, accent lines and stuff, I went, okay, this is pretty cool. The song was amazing. Yeah, it was. was. Fun. I liked it. So catchy. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. Um, and then he is I loved when yeah. he was like walking through the crowd and people are like laying down for, cause you know, he's so yes. old. You don't walk on the floor and he just steps on a kid's face and he's like, dad, he stepped on my face <laughs> yeah, yeah. and we're, we're never, never going to wash, wash it, it again. again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Um, and then it, he's partying at like a Senator's house or something yeah. like that. And so he gets really upset and then there's, they like awaken a giant as well. Yeah. Yes. I'm bouncing around here, but a giant in the dark forest, I think. No, like, it was just on the hill. I, I think. think it was like oh. the, the town, you know, their feared legend of the, the this okay, giant yeah. Yeah. near yeah. this town. And so this to me, unfortunately, this was definitely the high point of the movie. For okay. Me. I do not think the movie even got close to as good. This as is not my this high point yet. And I love this minutes. Okay. But, but this was like this, when I was watching this first 10 minutes, I was like, oh, this is better than like all the Shrek movies, all the Puss in Boots movies. This is, well, there's only one, but like, <laughs> yeah. like this is great. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's how I felt. Yeah. But then I felt like the movie, I, it's not bad. It wasn't bad by any means. I enjoyed it the whole time, but it, it just like, it, it went down after that and then stayed below. Oh, okay. It never, it never reached. Cause the action just felt insane and cool. Yeah. And the way he's fighting this, this cool looking tree stump hill giant. Yeah, that giant looks so cool. So you like the egotistical Puss in Boots. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess you could say I like He's him before his character arc. Yeah. <laughs> you like it when he's shallow. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so, that whole sometimes like great. any any movie that, that starts out with, you know, that like a short film that's like, here's the action sequence. There, I'm sure we could sit here and if we really thought about it, list like 20 movies where the opening sequence is better than the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, off the top of my head, uh, uh, Spectre, the opening scene in Spectre is like amazing. And you're like, this is going to be one of the best James Bond movies. And it never gets as good as that first scene. And then they reference it constantly in no time. (laughs) (laughs) I did not like Spectre at all. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that one either. It was quite, quite boring. I like the first three. They're great. Yeah. Keep it at that. Yeah. We don't have to get into it. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about what happens in these sequences. Well, yeah, he he here. fights the giant running through the town with the giant and then the 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 ta- the church bell gets involved. I don't know. As we know, it's hard to yeah. describe action, but it, it was all just like the artwork looked really great. Yes. The yeah, the storyboarding, I I mean The giant looked all cool. of that was great. I liked him yeah, a lot. He was great. And um it ends with Pooh's dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Poos. bell lands on him. Poos. Although uh, all the all the, with when there was an accent, everyone said poos. Hmm. So hmm. you're you're poos right. But boots. I think poos is very strange sounding to me. But puss <laughs> doesn't sound much better either. Yeah. So 
But yeah, he he. If this it, wasn't a classic children's tale, yeah, it'd be like why did no they one would him name this? a character Puss in Boots. And I love how they really played on the Zorro thing quite a bit in the film throughout yeah. the whole thing because they did that like one or one or two times in the first movie, if I recall. Oh, but that's his thing. But they do it a ton in this movie. A yeah, because he does it like throughout the Shrek movies, and then he, yeah, he does. He does it yeah. In, yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I didn't feel they, like it was more than any. Oh, of the I feel others. like it was more in one movie. Yeah, yeah. But I liked it. I thought it was just funny, and like when he buried his clothes and put it in, put the the stick, the stick of the pee there too. Yeah. I loved that. I yeah. thought it was a nice touch. Yeah, funny. But he wakes up at the doctor's, and this this scene was hilarious. The, doc- the doctor was, was so, so funny. funny. Yeah. He's like, he's the town doctor, but he's also, he wears all the other hats of the town. Veterinarian. <laughs> and he um, kept going in between the, the dentist. barber yeah. and the... Or the barber. Yeah. That was the thing he kept on. Which, as a hairstylist, I loved. That was a great bit. <laughs> yeah. It was, yes, that was that was quite funny where he would tell him something. And he's like, speaking as your barber, you should do this. But as your doctor, you need to do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, it was funny that like... It was it was kind of an interesting unless I'm misremembering the character, but like the the more obvious joke is he constantly forgets which one he's doing. Yeah. But it, it felt like instead of doing that, he, he did do that joke like once or twice where he'd be like, Oops, wrong job. But it was funny that he knew what job he was doing, but he would speak to him as if he's from a, doing a, one of his other jobs. Yeah. So like yeah. that where he's like, as a barber, like your hair needs yeah. to change. It doesn't look good. As a doctor, it's fine. You can continue to do that or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, remember the specifics, yeah. but I, I thought that was, was kind of a funny flip too. Yeah. It yeah. seemed really natural mm-hmm. where sometimes those jokes can get a little bit like, okay, now you're okay. We know mm-hmm. you're doing a thing. Yeah. And then he goes to a bar. No, he has a montage to try and figure yeah. out how many times he's died. That's right. That's and it right. was wonderful and funny. Tell I'm me about the montage. i about how he died. When one did I was... see this movie? On Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> one... I just fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> one of them was, sh- he was eating shellfish, and he's allergic to it. Yeah. That was the funniest yeah, that one. That was so great. One was him being drunk on milk, saying cats always land on their feet, and then and he then fell to his death. Yeah. yeah. One was, of course, the giant. How m- Do they have nine? They have nine lives? Yeah. yeah. So he's died eight times. One was the giant. Uh... Uh, whoops. Then they were all like, I promise it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he did. He was on uh, hot ones. Oh, was that fun? I forgot to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. They had him on hot ones and it was, it was kind of fun. Yeah. And uh, did he make it to the end? Well, Wait, it, it Puss was in Boots. They had him on. Yeah. Yeah. It it was a very, it was a very, it It was was only like like an 11 minute or yeah. I think it was five, five, six, seven minutes. Yeah. Oh, Um, I'm going to have to find that. I did not know that. Yeah, it was it was kind of cute. Did he make it to the end? Well, yeah. I mean, they they didn't really do like the full thing, but yes, yes, he did. Um, nice. It was fake, Jordan. I, huh? hate, to, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> that was one of the ones where he died. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they they kind of riffed on that a little bit. So, yeah. um, but yeah. So now now we have the stakes. If he dies one more time, he's dead, dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he goes to this bar. And there's a wolf there who whistles, who, again, very much leading into the series we're going to cover next week. Um, the wolf design looks awesome. So cool. Yeah. And he has these scythes or sc- sky- scythes. 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 
That's a, I don't like saying that word. <laughs> uh, it doesn't feel good in the mouth. Okay. And, uh, you know, he is going to attack on a dead or alive. They have some nice dialogue. And all, all this, I was still like, okay, we're, this movie's like amazing. Yeah. And then I, I think once he went to like the cat home, that's when the movie started slowing down for me. Well, that's because you're done with your act one and you got to ramp up through act two. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not, again, I'm not criticizing I, no, the you're movie. Not. It was yeah. just like on a preferential level. I was like, okay, it never reached those heights again. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so then he runs away. He's like cowardly. He, he's in hiding now. He grows yeah. a beard. He yeah. has to, I mean, it's just he so funny. He becomes domesticated. Yes, that's yes. it. He becomes domesticated. He eats cat food now. So gross. I, the, that, the I know. montage of him doing like peeing in the toilet or cooking at the stove, yeah. like the, all this was so funny. And then it he actually just made me feel bad for my roommate's cat. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, but she he needs to go out. <laughs> he gets broken down and he becomes a cat. I it love him growing mittens. the beard, though. That was beard funny. was good, really funny. They're all wearing kitten mittens, which I think they owe Charlie Kelly some money for. Yeah, uh, kitten mittens, you'll be smitten. Yeah, um, but th- while there, he meets uh, a cat that really wants to be his friend so much so <laughs> that it's like, man, he's very just dog-like. Oh wait, it is, it a, is dog. a dog. Yeah. I thought by the end of the movie. Um, so like a big scary thing was going to happen. A big moment was going to happen. Like the bad thing just ended, but you know, they're still shook up by it. And you know, they're like seizing, like, are they going to make it out of this? And as they're all opening their eyes, uh, puss will have been rubbing the dog's belly. I kind of thought there would <laughs> yeah. be a moment where there was something like that yeah. too. But and it yeah. calms. I mean, he rubs the dog's head and it soothes him. Yeah. But I thought he was going to get that belly rubbed. That belly, that, ru- that belly was disgusting. Belly. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, this whole sequence was was pretty good and it did remind me with all the like pooping and all that stuff. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is a Shrek movie." <laughs> like oh, it's like yeah. this really fits in the universe we're talking about poop, we're talking about pee. Yeah. This is this is Shrek's bread and butter. Yeah, true. Yeah, well, it's his post bread and butter. Yeah. If you don't catch my drift. Yep. I catch the drift and it stinks. <laughs> so, while there Poos uh buries his his cape his hat, his boots. What happened he, to his sword? He left it there with the wolf. Yeah, like, the wolf. Oh, okay. And then he was like, ah. Oh, that's, and he gave it to him at the end. Like, yeah, f- yeah. for their last fight scene. Yep. Okay. I, I kind of just didn't clock that. Yeah. Kind of forgot. Although yeah, he's, the he's, stick sword was great, but through yeah. the whole thing too. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get yeah, to Yeah, he's, he's dead now, basically. He's pickles now. Yep. Yes. And then Goldilocks and her three, three bears. Three bears are tracking Puss in Boots. And it was kind of nice how I thought, hey, they're they're tracking to kill him, but they want his help. To track down the map. Yeah, to track down the map. Track down this map where it'll have this final wish thing. It's a wishing star. And I think that they did the, you know, because it's like too much, too little, just right thing. Yeah. I thought they did it in a way that wasn't annoying throughout the movie. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like that could have been really annoying. I liked how they didn't... I was thinking about that earlier. I like how they didn't do it just in one thing. Yeah. And made it into a backstory. They just did it as, oh, here's a little bit it's like of a the quirk. story. Here's a little bit of the story. Here's yeah. a little bit of the story. You yeah. all know it. Yeah. We're going to make it... Shake it up and twist it and make it a little different. Which is yeah. the Shrek way. Yeah, it was yeah. great. It I was, do wish there was, was like... I wish there was like a joke that they had landed with it, you know? Because they they were just they, yeah. were they were doing it, but but I wish there was something where 
That's I don't what, know. They went heartfelt with it instead, though. No, you I know. You either had to do that or you had to go heartfelt. But just one, just one. Because yeah. they, they did do the, you know, it's just right so many times. But maybe, you know, something where she's like, it's just right. Actually, I don't like this either. Or something like that. Just oh, once. Sure, just sure. one. Hey, maybe the writers felt the same way and they just couldn't crack it. <laughs> it just was that an impossible room. joke. They're like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just go the heartfelt way. It'll work. But, uh, yeah, so they're tracking him down. And then th- this leads them all. Like, Puss finally goes, okay. I'm gonna. I gotta get out of here because he hears the wolf come. And well, he hears hears of what they're trying yeah. to get to, and he's his interest is peaked. Yeah, he wants the map too now. If he because if he can get that last wish, he'll wish for his nine lives back. Yeah, and then they go to John Mulaney's domain, and I can't remember what is this called. The, the character the Jack Sprat? Jack Horner. Jack. Well, Little, Jack Horner's the character. Little Jack yeah. Horner sat on a corner, stuck his thumb, and pulled out a plum. It's a nursery rhyme, what is, something like. No, he put his thumb hand in the pie, the thumb in a pie, and well, they were they have to rhyme thumb with plum. I mean, come on, in a plum That's pie. Right there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was so gross when he was testing the pies and his fingers stained. Ew. Yeah, yeah. it was gross because it looked like a bruise and it looked like it was I that know. way from sucking on it, not because of the pies. Yeah, yeah. so can gross. you talk about your like your love for this design? It was it was like so nasty. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. So I I don't know. It was just <laughs> his head was way too small for his body yeah. and his legs were so skinny. And his nose really bothered his me. His nose was just it, but like yeah. his his head was too small for his body, yet his cheeks were so plump they like rested on his collarbones. Like the the design of it, and then his haircut was so funny, and then I just liked the outfit yeah. in general. And, and then, then his specifically, like plums. his I, I this is one thing that's been so great about artwork slash animation that we are at a point where like they are animating specific types of teeth in people that gives them so much character. Yeah, and almost to me like informs the, how, like yes, it's John Mulaney, but it informs how he's talking because you know, when he's we such sound, a big baby, like he's a big. Yeah baby he is right and it, it really emulated that through the through the creativity of how he looked yeah and i couldn't look away oh my gosh i loved it yeah so I, much. It, I i love hated it because yeah. it, it, it conveyed that big baby attitude but also like and i love where he starts talking about how he had a well-adjusted family and all this yeah stuff. yeah and his life was so easy and then he turns into this because yeah. it was never good enough. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's like. It's an interesting motivation for a character. Yeah, yeah. it really is. And it also was, I also thought it was really funny. And I don't know why I thought it was funny. But when he shot the unicorn yeah, was, horns and he's yeah. like, oh, that's what these do. <laughs> yeah. Like he just doesn't care about anybody. Yeah, very funny. So uh, here's, here is the, the nursery rhyme. So it's little, okay. little Jack Horner sat in the corner eating his Christmas pie. He put in his thumb and pulled out a plum and said, what a good boy am I? Now, I, here's what's kind of funny is uh, it, 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 there is like meaning to this. <laughs> there is. It's like a, a lesson for that someone can take. But Pinocchio was Yeah, the, more the political theme was later taken up by Samuel Bishop, one of whose epigrams describes the civil service bureaucracy and inquires... What are they but Jack Horners who snug in their corners cut freely the public pie till each one with his oh, thumb like he's selfish? has squeezed out a round plum. Then he cries, what a great man am I. Oh. 
Hmm. Oh, those those people are playing on that. So they're using the rhyme to criticize yeah. society. But interesting. Yeah. I guess that actually kind of plays into the character because Oh, absolutely. It, he thinks he's so important that he would deserve that wish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He is a good little boy. <laughs> Not uh, I love I love that his office. Yeah, I love that he's like collected magical items. And I yes. and what's, what I do love about the Shrek series is because they are based on f- real fairy tales. Yeah, but they like, took it from everything. Even that's though. what I love about it for this one specifically for him. Like n- nothing was off limits on what they were using. Oh, that was nothing. in the public domain. <laughs> nothing. <basically. laughs> well, it, it, yeah, it, it's fu- it was fun to see what they were going to use mm-hmm. because I mean they have used a lot by now. Yeah. Oh yeah. In, in this in this series of movies, so it's kind of like what are they going to do next? Which begs the question, you know, like what is Shrek? five gonna do right next i don't know but they're gonna take more nursery rhymes instead of just i I don't think there i don't think there's a limit on fairy tales yeah technically there's a limit on what americans are aware of they're gonna do krampus next sure do it that'd be great (laughs) yeah maybe that actually would be really cool (laughs) they should do a christmas special with krampus actually they might there is a shrek christmas special so that's possible that he's in in there I oh. have not watched it oh, and will either. not watch it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so where where are we at? Where so we yeah, at? the uh. Betsy Sodaro and Artemis bring the the map that they were contracted to get for him. Um, yeah. So he finally can can go get, do his journey to get his last wish. But Puss is already there, and who is in the box with the map? But Kitty Softpaws. Kitty Softpaws. Kitty Softpaws. Who I was in the last her. movie? She was right. It, yeah, no, Selma, so. Selma Hayek's in the last movie. Is she? Is she like the well, the kitty that he's he's into? I mean, that would yeah, make sense. I don't remember. It's they, been, they were going to get married, but I then... I haven't seen it since. Yeah, it's years. the same character. Okay. okay. Um, ob- obviously, what happened to their characters happened off screen. Right. They're um, filling in the blanks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she there. She also wants the, the last wish. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Because she's going to double cross somebody who was had hired her to get her own wish yeah yeah goldilocks um, well yeah goldilocks so goldilocks shows up to, because they know now where it oh, is oh yeah to also steal it but puss and soft paws make it out in time with perito right that's his name that's yeah. what they named him okay yeah perito. um they, they they escape in time and they they go on their way so then they go they and they, perito is hilarious throughout the whole thing yeah just unfazed he just wants friends it's great team friendship right um and then they get to the forest Mm -hmm. and there's a cool there's a cool thing with the map where where once you get in there you have to follow this map it leads you to the star and and each person who touches the map it changes to their fears road that will take them to the map or yeah so which i think is kind of their existential fears yeah yeah yeah, so Which Puss does it. Cool. Yeah. Puss does it and he gets, you know, a certain thing and it's like lava of despair and yeah. a lot cave of lost souls. Then uh Softpaws does it. She has her own crazy things and then You you named hers actually. Well, I know the cave of souls is Puss's, but also I think hers was more about loneliness. Yeah. Yeah. Because she can't trust. But the anybody. despair one I think was hers. Okay. Because it was yeah. Yeah, anyway. but Perito's was just the rainbows, med- rainbows and, and butterflies yeah. and poppy pop the field of poppies. poppies. Good bit. And all Battles you have it. to do is sniff them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So 
I mean, yeah, this he sequence know how nice. to get, He should know how to get through the map. It's his map. Yeah. You know? What I thought was really cool, though, is because they were going through in his map, and when they get specifically to the poppies, he's like, all you have to do is sniff. And then they, it like takes Kitty Softpaws and Puss in Boots a little bit of time to just like give in and not have to fight. To literally stop and smell the roses. Yeah, to literally stop. And then, of course, the others come in and they're like getting killed by these yeah. poppies because they're just trying to saw down the fields of them and right. they're yeah, like the why violence, isn't this working the violence to jack horner's cronies was so oh. funny to me throughout the movie yeah it was he good. lost so many of them i laughed so hard when he said let's get the baker's dozen oh yeah that's right <laughs> yeah. that's what it is <laughs> that was hilarious very funny baker's there was dozen, way good more bit. than a dozen though yeah <laughs> Well, there was a baker's dozen. There was 13 of them. (laughs) I said there was way more, though. That means more than just one. I don't know. I think there was 13. (laughs) Maybe he had a second string baker's dozen. Yeah. But he, you know, he just doesn't care about anybody. And and it's in this scene where he pulls out the cricket. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Who is supposed to be his, you know. Conscience. Yeah, he's like, so what can you do for me? Oh, you know, I'm just kind of here to, you know, help help be your guide. Be your conscience. Yeah. Your moral compass. And, so, and the and whole he movie, he's trying him to redeem him. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I don't know what I feel about this. <laughs> Great Good bit. bit. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. I liked him so much. But they, they pretty, pretty much this. Well, this is when I was, you know, trying not to fall asleep. Right. <laughs> um, but they make it to the star. Yes. How much am I skipping though? You're, so you're skipping, skipping the Goldilocks and in. the Lost Souls. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And he goes in and confronts his nine lives. That's right. His that's eight right. lives yeah. in the cave. Yeah, and th- and then that's when the wolf catches up to him, and he finds out that he is the the spirit he's, of death. He's death. He, he is, is death. death. Yeah. 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 But what is that called? Like the Grim Reaper, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's coming. He's like, I've decided you've squandered all of your lives, so I'm gonna take it. Yeah, you don't yeah. deserve the ninth one. Yeah. And so. He's confronting his his nine lives who they have a fun they they like really like each other at first and then and <laughs> yeah. then he starts destroying them all and then he escapes makes it out to the to the star patio mm-hmm. yeah meanwhile Goldilocks and the three bears they get stuck in their house kind of under a spell basically and then they they break out as well yeah right. yeah well because the map gets switched again right it gets to them that's why they get the cottage and so they finally get out of yeah yeah and then jack horner he catches up to yeah i feel like we're definitely like glazing over stuff so i don't know if anyone wants to make it out of that the 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 cave of despair place um he goes he's just in the forest now and he is like having a panic attack yeah. Because he is faced with death, literally. And there's yeah. nothing he can do to escape it. And I, I like how they show him ha- uh, experiencing fear with his hackles going up. Yeah. Um, and his, yeah, like getting goosebumps and he can't, he, and his life flashes before his eyes. I liked that stuff too. Yeah. I liked then the first time it did it, we're seeing like Shrek stuff. Yeah. Too. But yeah. I like it at the last time his, laugh, his life flashes before his eyes is their like big fight scene. Where it's his current life is flashing, and he that's what he doesn't want to lose is the life right now. Yeah. Not like his legacy. And Character I think it arc was complete. Really <laughs> nice to have the him having the panic attack too, and mm-hmm. having his friend, Perito, mm-hmm. 
come over and like help him and just like be there with him. Mm-hmm. I thought well, that was Well, because he really... wanted to be a, a therapy a, dog. A, a service. Yeah, yeah therapy, therapy dog. dog. But it's like so he's, he... but it's like cute because he's being a good friend, yeah. but he's also fulfilling his yeah, dream of being like, a therapy dog. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, that's just so cute. Yeah. And I th- I think it was like kind of for for a kid's movie, like I thought the way they showed the panic attack, I was like, this is kind of like spreading a good message of yeah. you know oh, you're yeah. you're seeing this this invulnerable cat have a panic attack mm-hmm. so it's okay if you do kiddo you know yeah. Yeah. so it felt like a i was like oh that's kind of they're they're saying something beyond yeah. just swashbuckling yeah you know so then we we find out either here or a little bit earlier that the reason why kitty southpaws and him are on the outs was because they were going to get married but he left her at the altar um so he he never showed up uh-huh. We find out later that she never showed up either because she can't trust anybody, especially right. not him. But she is the one person she wants to trust most. Complicated. Well, and Perito had just such a simple answer to that. Like, have you told her that you feel like you yeah. regret it? Yeah. And he's like, no, why would I do that? Right. Because then then that would make me weak. And Perito's yeah. just like, you're... Yeah, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> like, that's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> he's just so simple. Yeah. But he has the answer. Yeah. Right. And that's why he doesn't have a wish. Right. He's satisfied. Mm-hmm. But as Hayao Miyazaki said in that documentary, self-satisfied people are so boring. We should always try to be better than ourselves. <laughs> that's a that's a tough one, though. Well, it, it was funny, though, because th- that was another thing I thought. Of. So before this, we watched this documentary on HBO called uh, Never Ending Man, Hayao Miyazaki. And we were watching it, and it's about him retiring and then working on this short film called Boro the Caterpillar that you can only watch in a museum in Japan. Um, yeah. And uh it it was it was interesting to hear him talk about animation and stuff and then the next day see an animated movie cuz I think that really hurts <laughs> like any animated movie to hear him yeah. Yeah. like talk about stuff and and you know how he says like every like cartoon movie is about Freaking like be happy with yourself and be yeah. satisfied. And he's like, I don't believe in that. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I think there is a balance though where where it's okay to be content with where you are and still wanting to be more. Yeah, that's just not American culture. And I'm wondering if that's not if that's also not Japanese culture. That's yeah. why I like I wouldn't I would say that's probably unhealthy that he is that way. He's a very successful person, yeah. one yeah. of the most talented artists of all time. Who's also come out of retirement like three times. Yes, because, because he's not he he's can't not be satisfied. satisfied. Yeah. But it it is like I mean, even in the documentary we've seen the, he said this, this is his words. He sucked people up, other yeah. animators while they were working on movies, and he wanted them all to be him. And yeah. he basically, like, in a way, I'm not, this is not exactly what they said, but it's like he kind of ruined people because he worked them to the bone to be exactly him. Yeah. Yeah. When I think he, he like, it maybe to him is he's getting rid of the weeds. Right. And it's like maybe, though, that worth ethic is not appropriate yeah. in a way. But it also still came you, out with some of the best stuff I've ever seen. And, and I'm not and saying that. And some of their culture in Japan is that like you have to get better and you have to get Mm -hmm. better and you have to get better and you have to get better, but they don't have the balance of like taking care of your mental health and taking care of your, your family, uh, and not leaving them behind at the same time, which Mm -hmm. I think is something that we have with certain type of capitalism where Mm -hmm. the dollar speaks more 
in a different direction than them. They're trying to excel just themselves, but we're just trying to excel our dollar and how much money can we make that we forget about everything else, including our mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I that's do th- not th- America's gotten better on self-help and taking care of yourself, but that's also become a business. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So it's like, yeah, you're working on yourself, but are you doing your dreams? Cause if you're not, you're failing. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. Well, and, and I didn't, I didn't even say if I agreed or not with Hayo. I, I know just, you didn't. I just I'm, just thought saying, it was, I'm just saying that. I just thought it was funny to watch that documentary, yeah. then go see an American animated movie and be like, whatever. I know. Yeah. It is interesting. <laughs> like it, it was a bad, uh, back to back feature. Well, it is interesting to hear him say that. And I admire him and yeah. for him to say that. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of like I see what he's saying and I kind of agree with that, you know. But that is very dangerous. But yeah. it's like most things. The other thing yeah. too though is everybody's balance is different mm-hmm. too. I yeah. think some people are better just thriving in their business and doing work mm-hmm. and they enjoy it. And then there are some people who like no, maybe not the best way of doing it. They need to spend more time with their family. They yeah. need to do these things. So everybody's balance is going to look different. Right. So each one of those messages isn't necessarily wrong for the people that they're yeah. best for. Right. Well, and he was just in his kitchen making coffee. So he was, it's not like he spent like, you know, right. a, an hour like crafting this sentence, but it just jumped out to me. Yeah. yeah. It's but interesting though. It's interesting to I think it's apart. worth talking yeah. about. You're acting like we shouldn't have talked about it. We should never have talked about okay. it. <laughs> we have to delete the whole episode now. <laughs> no. Start over. Start over. No. So welcome we to the podcast. So we can excel. <laughs> yeah, we need to get better. I'm not satisfied. Um, but yeah, he, big showdown on the wishing star. Yep. It's uh, you know, I just it was a very, it was also I just haven't mentioned that it's just well, you grazed over the part where him and Kitty and Perito are in the boat. Yeah. Well, take it over then. Well, <laughs> I mean, it was just a chance for him and and her to talk about what happened at the church where they were supposed to get married. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how that's where you really see where her issue has been this whole time is that there's nobody to trust ever. And then she does kind of like break down and go, OK, I can trust you, puss. Yeah, this is this is my wish anyway. And then. He runs away again because of death and is is still chasing him and goes to the star and she's like, Yeah, never mind. It, you were just trying to take it from us all along. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But when I, really he was just fearful. Mm-hmm. But I, I did just want to mention that uh the movie just is very colorful and looks really nice. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yes. Which animation is usually not an offender in that regard because mm-hmm. it's already fake. So. Besides Lightyear. And let's not go there. <laughs> don't <laughs> no, don't yeah, bring no, me back. Yeah, this this last um like set is fun, even yeah. though it's it's pretty stagnant in yeah. a way. But yeah. But it has all these you know, it's got like the rainbow of colors yeah. like everywhere you look. Yeah, it's and, cool. You know, I we uh, obviously I love Pixar. They're the standard in 3D animation. But I do. It is fun watching this movie and like Spider Verse and some of these other ones because there's less focus on realism. Yeah, yeah. And that's why you can have these exaggerated lines. And, and I think they're experimenting yeah. a little bit more. I think Pixar yeah. kind of has a formula and they kind of stick with it. And their storylines are great because they stick with 
the same kind of animation pattern, but they 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 really evolve their stories. Yeah. Whereas some of these others, the stories are good, maybe not great or amazing, but the animation is so much more interesting because they've tried something different. Yeah, and and I yeah, it's just it's just cool because I think I mostly watch you know Pixar, mm-hmm. and it it's just it doesn't look like Pixar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, kind of refreshing. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, but yeah, big final showdown. One, another thing I liked about the showdown is. It it, it kind of was over in like five minutes. Pretty short. Yeah. It and they kind nice of, they wrapped short. everyone up. Everyone shows up basically at the same time. Um, yeah. Goldilocks and the three bears, Jack Horner, um, and his one left crony. Um, and at that point, Kitty Softpaws is kind of mad at him too. Mm-hmm. So, But then Death shows up and they have to settle their thing. Yeah. Um, and that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I loved the fire coming around and making kind of that like eye look. Yeah. Yeah. And by that time we've learned that Goldilocks wants this last wish so bad. So she can finally get a family. Right. When it is. Yeah. She, she figures it out. And she broke mama bear's heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, their, yeah, their fight sequence is fun. Yeah. <laughs> no comment from. <laughs> oh, I thought you were in the middle of a sentence there. <laughs> no, it was cool. I don't know. Well, Again, and, and they did. Describe it? They did the with the star. They were able to do like a, uh, you know, few dollars more or good, the bad, and the ugly, where there's a standoff and there's mm-hmm. there's five yeah. people around them, and then it's flashing between their their faces, very Sergio Leone. Yeah, you know that that was that was like okay, cool. Yeah, love that. And then I don't remember. Jack Horner gets like thrown into his his bag. Yep. But then he bursts out of it after he's eaten, you know. Yeah, he ate the Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. From Alice in Wonderland? The eat me. Oh, okay. Cookie thing. But basically in their fight, how it ends more or less is the the big bad wolf is like, I don't see the same cat anymore. You want this life. You're not going to squander it. Therefore, my job is done. Yeah. So he just, he's done. Yeah, and then and he wasn't terrified anymore either. He no. he like confronted him and was like, "Okay, I'm gonna confront this." Yep. So that I liked how that ended. Yeah, uh-huh. and then by that time, Goldilocks and her three bears have all saved each other from peril, um, and have you know kind of Goldilocks is like, "You're my family," and then Jack Horner comes back and they're like, "Let's <laughs> kick his ass." <laughs> That's yeah. Okay, explicit on this episode, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, uh, Jack, when he came back, it was legit terrifying to me. Well, yeah, that's thought, when you put your hand, you were scratching me with your I, nails and uh, screaming. Oh my gosh! I she did, she not did this. Do she that. did this. Ah! <laughs> I did. Not. It was crazy. It was so loud. Everyone but looked. I was definitely very surprised because I didn't even think. I know that they had referenced the the Alice in Wonderland stuff, mm-hmm. and it was going to come into play, but then it just didn't. And I go, okay. Like that's how he ends. He he's in the bag, and then he comes back this huge, yeah. giant, and he's it was even disgusting bigger and uglier. And, and I loved it. And I was like, I wanted oh to my come gosh. out of the screen. It's awful. <laughs> so so when the bag started shaking, yeah, you... I was like, oh no, <laughs> he's but coming they, back. They rip the map up, so there's n- he can't do yes, yeah. and then yeah. the star breaks because the map rips up. Yeah, and then he like just which was kind of sad because the his star death, looked right? really cool. What? He like falls to his death, or how, do, yeah. how does Jack Horner die? Yeah, yeah. The, the star crumbles and he falls down. Oh, yeah, down and he, with it. his thumb is going down <laughs> with him. It's like the, oh, I didn't even yeah. recognize that was like a Terminator. Yeah, I guess. Right? I mean, what, for sure. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it was. Someone wasn't. uses their thumb for anything these days and it's a Terminator. Well, but thing. he's going down. I know. 
Just I'm like sure Terminators. Whoa. <laughs> um and then and then they they are going on another adventure and the music starts playing a Shrek theme. Yes. And I was like, okay. Well, they stole the guy's boat, the guy's boat whose mansion there he was partying in. Right. In the of the week. Oh yeah, and he was so mad. But yeah, they, he says uh, something like, you know, new adventures with to see old friends or with old friends or something. And then the camera pans and we see far, far, far away. away. Which yeah. is totally, yeah. And Smash Mouth started playing very loud for some reason. I mean, just like too loud, right? Too loud. Too loud. Sma- I mean, any Smash Mouth is too loud, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please, please. This is my this is my plea. If they make a Shrek 5, which, <laughs> you know what? They let's, are. Let's do it, guys. I'm into yeah. it. I'm no. ready for it. I mean, but- I think it is confirmed roughly yeah you know. i think i um, rolled my please eyes at that point. just throw the smash mouth boys a bone <laughs> and let them just do the song for the movie i think if they're gonna have smash mouth on it they need to rip the audio from um their concert where people were throwing bread at them yeah and the lead singer started screaming at people and and jumped off the stage whatever Wait, they what they need a bump we have to talk about that off the pod. he was they were at a bread festival and they were playing the song, and people were throwing bread on stage. This was like a couple years ago. And he oh my goes, gosh. and he goes, if you keep throwing this effing bread at me, I'm gonna come down there. And people, people were like, okay. They, so they start throwing it, and and the song, you know, it's like, um, how does that song go? Na 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 na, the All Star song. Yeah. But well, how's the? Na 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 na. What? Like song. Hey now, you're no. How does the how does the verse go? How does the verse go? Go play. Hey now. Right, right. But the oh my gosh, I don't know the words. It's been so long. Like sitting there with an L on her head, or yeah, 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 L on her forehead. Yeah. But oh yeah, but the guitars are doing this like doom, jank, jank, jank. Yeah. Jank. And meanwhile, so that's playing, and the band is just playing that over and over as he's yelling at people in the crowd. And then he jumps off the stage and he's he's older now. He doesn't <laughs> look very good. So he kind of like stumbles down off the stage and it looks really sad. Yeah. And Aww. then and then he's like, you know, getting like throwing bones with people, man. And then oh, and man. then um the band just starts playing. They just keep playing the song, and then they get to the chorus, and the audience is singing it, and the lead singer like leaves. It is the funniest video. <laughs> Weird. So they, they could use some help. <laughs> Let's but put them back in Shrek Five. That's what, or or they should do a bit where like Shrek has oh. a piece of bread, and he's at the concert, and he's like, "Oh my goodness." Oh, uh, I won't throw it actually. And the lead singer winks. Yeah. That seems like a Shrek joke, you know? Yeah. But that's Puss in Boots. Maybe, maybe you should be a writer on the new Shrek. I, I'm i confident I could do good. I could do a couple of good jokes. Okay. <laughs> do some punch up. Yeah. Send it my way. I'll punch it up. But uh, we did it. We we pushed and bootsed. Yep. We lasted and wished it. Go see this movie. It's fun. It was so good. It was fun. It was fun. Great to see on screen too. Yeah. Big screen. Yeah. What do we what do we got? Any any final words on Puss and Boots? Just meow meow. I loved it. For me, I don't really like the Shrek movies as much. I love the Puss and Boots movies though. They're great. Yeah. Well, now you got two of them to enjoy. 
Yep. Maybe you'll watch this one as much as you watched the first one. <laughs> I did like the first one. I don't know why I haven't watched it again. Just because oh you well. haven't seen it again doesn't mean don't let him be a little brother. Oh, I don't, no, I don't rewatch Stop. very often. Stop. So you got anything to plug, Rebecca? Um. Yeah, so I actually have a podcast up and running now called uh, Manic Angry Discussions Podcast with uh, my fellow host, shadow cat who's also my best friend and roommate and it's just fun and we just like to rant about stuff i got tired of just always ranting in the car and i thought everybody else would want to rant with me so be sure you can get it on itunes or uh spotify yeah and you got a couple episodes out yeah Yeah. three and then i was supposed to have a fourth one but christmas kind of got crazy it just got in the way well well the week before christmas or two weeks before christmas i suddenly have found myself becoming a foster parent so um a pot pot parent you almost said (laughs) uh unexpectedly so of which i am happy to do it but it it has taken me by surprise and taken up some time right so i haven't gotten the last episode out because we were supposed to have an episode and then a bonus episode but i don't know if i'm gonna get december's episode out at all no worries man yeah that's okay you'll you'll you can make up for it (laughs) yeah um so thanks for listening patreon episode avatar my parents are here for christmas bye Bye. (laughs) 